and welcome to episode eight of It's Cool with Jasmine Cool. Um, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking a little summary of my week again, and maybe some more about gender stuff. It's a v- I'm kind of out of it right now. I had a pretty busy weekend, and I just got back from 8.30 Music Theory. <laughs> so, of course that's every week, but this weekend was extra busy. Um, I had two concerts in a row, not on the same day, but like two days in a row, and one of them takes like the whole day, the whole day. Um, not the concert itself, but just like um, dress rehearsals and practicing for it because there's a lot of groups. I'll explain. I'll explain later. Um, <laughs> but Friday night, I had my first like choir concert here. Um, it was like there's three choirs. There's like the non-audition choir, and then there's the do I. It's called Cantala, um, is the, like, women's, like, treble voices choir, and then there's the concert choir, which is, it's technically, like, better than Cantala, but a lot of the time everybody's like, Cantala's better, low-key, and, you know, are they wrong? Mm. I am pretty biased, um, but considering I'm in Kantala, but it, I, it's true, okay? Like, come on, we're internationally recognized. Um, but so we had that concert, which was super fun. Uh, the live stream link might still be up for it. I don't, I don't know, but. Um, I did not realize that the choir was like that our choir was like actually good until I went back and listened to it yesterday. Um, I, I I listened to the live stream because they still had it like posted like afterwards, and I was like, oh, I'm actually in a good choir, right? That's why I, like, (laughs) these people can sing. A lot of them are voice majors. Whoa. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'd been in the choir. I'd been in, like, the rehearsals doing the stuff, learning with everybody. But I, like, being in the choir and singing, it's such a different experience than, like, listening to it. So... Like, just listen. I listened. So we did three songs, and our last song was, like, our big kind of, like, moneymaker piece because it's, like, it's difficult. But it's also incredible. And I listened to the ending of that song in particular, like, five times because I was just in love with it. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, yeah, it was great. It's a wonderful, just like moment to listen back and be like, I'm in a good spot, music-wise. Yes. Um. So that was the first concert. 
I had that weekend. That was a Friday night. And then Saturday, we had something called Kaleidoscope, which is where we go to the big performing arts center in the town that my college is in. And um, every music ensemble in the conservatory, or at least like the big ones, well, they're not big, but like some of them are small, but like the ones that are prepared enough and you know, like the well-known ones, um, it's like an hour of non-stop music. There's no applauding between things. Like you are walking onto stage while the other act is finishing and it's like all like the small small things like there was a french horn quartet those go up in like the juliets which are like the tiny boxes on like the sides of the theater um my choir was down like on the floor in front of the stage and then there was also like the jazz ensembles and a mariachi band i was also in the musical um, which did a scene, which is really cool. I, I know I've talked about being in a musical. I don't know that I've exactly explained what it is. I might have mentioned what it's called. It's called the Musical of Musicals, and it's basically five mini-musicals in one that are, like, parodies of well-known, like, styles of musical. Like, there's Rodgers and Hammerstein, with that one is called Corn. Uh, yes. And then there is a little complex, which is Stephen Sondheim. That section is the best section because it's not only hilarious because of all the Stephen Sondheim jokes, it's funny in general. And then it also, the music is just fantastic either way. Like, oh, it's wonderful. But also hilarious. Um, so we did a scene from that for Kaleidoscope, and it, it's the best song in the show, too. It's called Stay With Me, and it's just, stay with me, is like the main like theme line throughout, sung by the two, two like lead guys in that section. It's gorgeous, and it's hilarious, and then... There's a chorus interruptus part, and the chorus interruptus is just, it's very, it's Sweeney Todd-esque, but it's not quite as high, and it's so fun, it's so fun, because it's like GF sharp, I think, is the last, like, GF sharp five, so it's like pretty high, and I just get to let her rip, just like full vibrato, full operatic soprano like no one's telling me to shut up it's great <laughs> so we got to do that which is really funny and it's a comedy so actually being able to like hear people laugh at it you know was really fun because in rehearsal I was we were I was talking to one of my fellow cast members about this like in rehearsal you do it but you have no like real validation that it's actually funny because there's nobody really to laugh like sometimes we'll laugh while we're doing it because we just can't avoid it because it's funny um 
but I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be really fun and I think people are gonna love it it's pretty cool um but that is the one kaleidoscope is the performance that took like all day because basically each individual section is called at some point throughout the day and then they're all called back for group rehearsal of our alma mater and then we do a cue by cue run of just like the beginning and ending of each piece uh, which was really annoying because the communication there lacking because the two things that I was in I was in the musical first that was the sixth thing and then I was my choir cantala was the eighth thing so there was one thing between but in the cue by cue they the communication was just I don't know, not there, because they did the ending of the musical, and so then we're like, oh my god, we gotta get down for our choir, so we're, we like sprint to the other side of the stage, like on the ground, we have to get like to the floor so we can come in in front of the stage versus on the stage, and then we get there, and they're like, we're doing the end of the musical again. And we're like, I'm not going all the way back around. So we, it was me and this other girl who were like on the other side and they're like, they want the stage left chorus back. We're like, fine. So we just like walk through and across cause we're like, we're not doing that again. And then they do that again. And then we have to run back around to the like floor back by our choir. And then we had to do our choir stuff, um, which that went okay. And then we found out during the full run through that as soon as the seventh thing started, which was the thing like the thing right before the choir, as soon as that started, that's when the choir was entering. So we really had to sprint. So like as soon as we get off stage for the musical, we are running and just finding our spots like on the risers with the choir. Which is a little annoying because I don't know why they couldn't have waited like 30 seconds for the whole choir to get there. But it's whatever. It's fine. It worked. But, um, and then the last thing was everybody singing the alma mater. Um, it's, it's a Gustav Holst thing that we just put different words too because obviously um everything about the school that I go to is just it's cringy and pretentious but we know it and so we kind of embrace it and or ignore it um but it's fine we almost take pride in it because we are pretentious and it is a little bit cringy but <laughs> We kind of have validity in being a little pretentious because our conservatory is like world renowned. Um, it may not be the best, but it's definitely one of the best. And I, I like it here. So it's the best for me. But um, something that was not thought through. I don't know why this happened, but the president of our college worked at Juilliard for a while, and they asked her to 
conduct the alma mater. And very quickly, we all became suspicious of exactly what she did at Juilliard. <laughs> because she was doing, it's in 3-4, and she was doing the pattern correctly, but on the wrong beats. And every once in a while, she would try to like adjust because she wasn't, she could tell she wasn't on the right beat exactly, but didn't know how to fix it. So we're like, oh, well, her degree must have just not been in conducting, whatever. And then as it progressed, we're like, I don't think her degree was in music. And then as it progressed, we're like, this, why did they ask her to do this? And why is nobody telling her she's doing it wrong? And I don't know if they normally ask the president of the college to do it and just expect it to be bad, but then because they were like, oh, she worked at Juilliard, like she must have, she must have, like, like she'll be good at it. That was, that was the vibe, was that she would be good at it because she worked at Juilliard. I did some research. She was a lawyer. All of her degrees are in communications. She was Juilliard's first chief legal officer. She co-created their jazz program, but does not play an instrument. Does not play an instrument at all. And if they asked her to do this conducting, because she worked at Juilliard, I think that's extremely disrespectful to her because I, I found all of that information out with a very easy Google search. I looked up her name and Juilliard and what came up was actually a link from my college that was 17 things you need to know about our president. So if I, they did that woman so dirty and I am so sorry to her because everybody, all of the performers knew, all of the staff knew, everybody there knew, the audience, a large portion of them knew too because this is the kind of thing there's not very many non-musicians in that crowd, many of which probably alumni and or students. Um, but <laughs> they did her so dirty. And I am deeply, deeply sorry for that woman. She's very brave. She did a good job at pretending she knew what was going on. Um, I just don't know where the disconnect was between us and her and the people that asked her to do that because we were all under the impression that she was going to be good at it and then she wasn't. But I, don't, I just don't know because you would think if everybody else was not expecting her to be good then they would have told her like, oh, because basically what was happening was there was a beat pickup, which is basically like one note 
before the downbeat of the song. So it's like a da-da, da, and that would be like beat one. And it was almost like nobody told her there was a pickup. So when she would go to like bring us in, we all started playing because, or and or singing because that's where the pickup was. And it's like she wasn't expecting that. And then she would try and adjust. She'd be like, eh, eh, and then start conducting like beat three of each measure as beat one. Um, but thankfully, because we all recognized that very quickly, we kind of just did not pay attention to it. It was basically just listen to the orchestra. Whatever the orchestra is doing, that is what we will do. Um, <laughs> but it was very, very funny and sad at the same time. During the actual performance, she was on beat for like two measures. Two, like, two whole measures. And then the melody switched places to, like, one of the groups on the ground, like the jazz group, the main jazz group, and she forgot that that was happening. So then she, like, freaked herself out and got off. And we were all like, no, you were so close. But, um, yeah. I was going to say something else. Oh, it was funny because for that last song, like, all of the choirs came out and, like, stood together. And um, my, like, entire voice studio, basically, accidentally ended up standing next to each other. Because <laughs> I'm one of the girls in my studio is my roommate and, like, basically, like, my closest friend here. So we're, like, next to each other all the time. We're in all the same stuff and yada, yada, yada. And so same with this other girl who's, like, not my roommate, but we do all of the same things, but, and whatever. Also, in my voice studio. So we were, like, together, like, that whole time. So we come on right next to each other. I'm between these two. On the other side of my roommate is another girl in our voice studio. And then right in front of us are two more people from our voice studio. <laughs> We're like, oh my god, <laughs> how did this happen? It was so funny, but yeah. Um, so that was my weekend. That it was very busy. Oh my goodness. Friday night, um, my grandparents, um, like my mom's parents, and then my mom and my sister came to watch that like in person. My the re a lot of other family members watched it like afterwards or on the live stream, um, but oh my gosh, my stomach is grumbling again. <laughs> but my grandparents and my mom and my sister came and watched, and um, uh, we went. We wanted to get Culvers afterwards, but the line. The dine-in wasn't open, and the drive-through line was insane. It was, like, out of the parking lot, so we're like, no. Uh, we ended up at an Arby's. <laughs> I say that because that's what I told my roommate, because my roommate knew we were going to get Culver's. She, like, pushed me to go with them because they asked if I wanted to come, and I was, I was like, hesitant. She's like, go get Culver's. 
And then I was texting her because my grandpa was struggling to like get out of the little like parking lot area because it is confusing. Like it looks like you should be able to go down this one street, but you can't. It's a dead end. And then yeah. Um. So then I I texted her. I was like, we ended up at a we ended up at an Arby's, <laughs> but we made that decision. Finding the Culver's parking lot was. What parking lot? The Culver's line was way too long. So we went to an Arby's and just got like chocolate shakes. And those poor Arby's workers, they must have been so understaffed because they didn't look very busy, but they seemed very busy inside and like behind the thing. So, um, kind of feel bad for them, but, um, it's fine. They did okay. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, so I got a chocolate shake, not as good as Culver's Custard, but it was fine. I've actually met Craig Culver, um, the founder of Culver's, because my high school had a leadership conference once, and they invited him as a speaker, and then I was picked to go to that leadership conference. Yeah, I met Craig Culver. That's my, that's my celebrity flex right there. That's the most famous person I think I've ever met. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, relatively. I mean, I know a few metropolitan opera singers, but, like, my current teacher sang at the Met, my previous voice teacher sang at the Met, I'm pretty sure some other voice faculty here have sung at the Met. I haven't actually met John Holiday, but he does teach at the school. Um, <laughs> he was on The Voice, um, but, uh, yeah, so, what, what else was I saying? Let's see, um, we got, we got shakes, which was fine, but it was, it was an interesting adventure, and then I had asked my mom and my sister to bring me my winter coat, because it's gonna start getting cold here very quickly, um, and I thought they had brought me the wrong coat because when I bought my coat, my mother also bought a coat of that same color. Hers is just slightly longer and shiny. And so in the dark, I couldn't tell, so I thought it was the wrong one. So I was like, I was like, you brought me the wrong coat. But then I checked again the next day and it was not the wrong coat. So I do have my own winter coat here. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was my busy weekend. Yesterday was spent in, like, practically comatose in, like, homework and napping. I did do laundry, but, um, yeah, mostly just homework and, like, napping and recovering, essentially, from that wild weekend. I did say... I was going to talk a little bit about gender stuff, but I feel like at this point, it's kind of late. Well, I've got like seven minutes, but I don't know, like, if people clicked on this for the gender stuff, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth that. I think we'll skip it for now. I'll talk about it next time if I remember. I talked a little bit about it last time, and then I got sidetracked somehow. But, um, 
I have more to say on it. Um, yeah. You can see I'm in a, well, maybe you can see. If you're not watching the video, I'm in a less butchy outfit than I was last week. Um, I, it's still, it's still kind of, well, from the top, it looks kind of masked because it's just a black turtleneck and a sweater vest is what you can see. But um, what you can see is that I'm wearing a midi skirt <laughs> um, as well, which is mus much less butch in this outfit, like even from the top is not very butch. But um, yeah, this is, this is kind of the aesthetic my brother was trying to describe that he described so poorly that I was, um, described as butch, um, was like the sweater vests, like turtleneck sweater vest, that kind of aesthetic. Um, academia, the academia aesthetic is what he meant. And then he described it so poorly, it went into butch territory, which is not, not, not it. I feel like I'm just kind of rambling at this point, but I will ramble until I think of something else to talk about. Um, let's see. I have sight singing today. That class is my worst nightmare and also a very fun game. The teacher is a very interesting old lady. Um, she's great though. We love her. Um, but I had an assignment that I forgot about until yesterday. It's not a, a sight singing assignment. It, doesn't that sound so contradicting? Because if it's an assignment, you have to look at it before you get the class. But basically, we were assigned these four melodies that we had to learn, just like, like three measures. And then she will ask us today to sing one of the four of them. We don't know which one. And we have to sing them on solfege. Um, somehow, I ended up in a sight singing with a bunch of musicians, which, musicians, instrumentalists, that's the word I was looking for. I am, in fact, also a musician um, with a bunch of instrumentalists. Um, I think because I... I did not really do my best on our placement tests for theory. Um, I am in a theory with a bunch of instrumentalists, which I think is a good thing, you know, because I'm, the theory I actually have pretty well, you know, my roommate is in a theory that's like, she's also in a theory with a bunch of instrumentalists because she is very good at, like, the sight singing and the oral skills. She, like, she's pretty good at that stuff, whereas that's, like, kind of my weak spot. But, so, we're pretty sure we're, like, almost the same level, but she's definitely in a higher sight singing than me because she is in a sight singing with, a bu with like, the rest of the vocalists. And I... I'm in a sight singing that's like half of my theory and half of her theory, which is very interesting. So I think what that means is that we're like about the same in like um, 
theory level, but she's in a higher sight singing, and then I'm in a higher sight singing than the rest of my theory sequence because they're all instrumentalists except for the couple that are like in my sight singing. And then the ones from hers are like the ones that are not as, you know, interesting placements. It's very interesting to see how that works. Um, which is very fun. Um, let me see. I guess I can wrap it up. My favorite song this week. Mm, I was gonna, I was gonna try and, you know, sometimes I try and like plan out what my favorite song for the week is gonna be, and I'm gonna listen to this song this week, and that's gonna be my favorite song. Um, which didn't didn't really work this week because a couple artists put out like new music and so I guess I've been going between Paramore's This Is Why, Maisie Peters Not Another Rock Star, Mona Skin's The Loneliest, and then um, Call Me When You're Lonely by Elena Castillo, which is not a new song, but I love that song. Um, it's very interesting. It's got like an interesting like 12-8 kind of feel. Elena Castillo does a lot of interesting stuff with like um, time signatures. I may have even used that song before for my favorite, for my like favorite song of the week. Because it's a great song, okay? It's a good song. Call Me When You're Lonely by Elena Castillo. Go listen to it. Okay. Thank you if you made it this far. Um, yeah. I hope you have a good day.